And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. The Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the stray sand effect because people on Facebook really need to be told. Or, you know what? In some cases, just take them off your friends list <laughs> if it's really that important. I had to do that. I had somebody that was, uh, yeah, um, requested a, requested friend status with me. And it's somebody I've known most of my life. And I take a look at some of the stuff that's on their timeline. And I said, nope, you ain't staying. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble, pretty much all over the place. You can find me almost anywhere under that S-H-U-J-I-N. We have a, a diminutive list at the moment of people. There's reasons, mostly. As usual, however, starting off the top left-hand corner, good evening, Dallin. Good evening. And kind of south and east from him, the Midwest of the U.S., good evening, Bridget. Good evening. And yes, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a small group at the moment. Uh, not sure where Joey is. Could be that it's gotten cold and he's hibernating again. It happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Unreno Tech is going to be otherwise busy, so he's not going to be able to make it. Heretic Woman's not feeling real good right now, so she's waved off. Understandable. Joseph is uh, in Paris. I, I don't know. It's really for it, it's entirely possible he's he's still asleep. Which you know what? It's super early. Ah, uh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. He always gets a little paranoid about the whole damn thing. So you, whatever, man. Don't worry about it. You make it. You don't. It's not like I'm going to dock your pay or nothing. Dallin and I know about all that, don't we? Oh, yes, we do. Yes, yes we do. It's, yeah. it's going to be one of those things. So, uh, of course, as always, thank you guys for hanging out with us. If you are uh, so inclined and you're watching live, feel free to take advantage of the live, wherever the hell the live chat is for you. I don't care. Whatever the hell it is. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, Stephanie's and, uh, already in there. Steph's there. Hi, hon. No, you, your system was not running behind schedule. It was we mostly were. my fault. It's it, it's it's my fault. I'm the one that runs the whole damn thing. So everything works right. It's a group effort. Everything wrongs bad. Me. That's 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 on me. <laughs> Isn't that the way uh, it things though? It no. It is. It is. And and that's kind of that's kind of the. I, I was gonna say that's kind of the sad part. But uh, at the same time, you know what? It it's fine. It thinks fine. Everything's fine. I've learned that from uh, from uh, another YouTuber that may have actually gone ahead and basically told me to get good with video making. That's a, that's a whole other thing for later. Anybody figures it out. Good on you. Uh, those of you well, that don't know, don't worry about it. I, I'm just trying to figure out like, is that meant as a, um, well about the, the other project? Yeah, I know. But I was going to say that like, does that mean you need to work on it or that, uh, it was a good start? Uh, well, Let's go as far as to say um, my choice of medium uh, was considered perhaps amateurish as opposed to using some other um, engines, I guess might be a better way of putting it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. B- b- before you go with that one, my attitude is I have experience with this. Why don't I use what I've got experience in instead of reinventing the wheel? Well, and not only that, I think I know the kind of medium that they're describing because I've seen other videos done along the same format, but using the said different medium that you're talking about. 
And I also know that the people who use those particular mediums also have relatively deep pockets to get the artwork commissioned, uh, which, as I recall, um, it ain't cheap. No. The, you know, and I've also seen people who kind of do it themselves and also look like before they started um, putting art to paper. Um, let's see. The Falcones came in and bashed their hands in with mallets. Uh, another psycho came in and smacked him upside the head with a baseball bat, and then they were force-fed acid until their ears turned pink. Um, we're not talking about termite terrace anymore, are we? No. Okay. Uh, I, I'm just saying, like this, the, this is the kind of art you somebody did while definitely under the influence of some kind of narcotic. Gotcha. And uh, I don't have narcotics. However, uh, for those of you that are watching live. I'm going to give you guys uh, the opportunity to kind of help me out at this point. And yes, Stephanie, I know it's just you at the moment who's specifically chiming in, but I have decided that uh, since most of the time that I've been doing the show this particular year, uh, I've had something alcoholic to drink. You guys are going to be helping me out the next couple of weeks, specifically the next six weeks. So if you're listening uh, to the podcast version you should really tune in sometime because you get to help out or just send an email. Let us know. I have a collection of uh, beers. Uh, I guess they're all beers. And uh, I normally do not like beer. And I say that as a general blanket statement, knowing full well that I could be wrong. So you guys are going to kind of help me out a little bit. And the hosts are also, they kind of know about this a little bit, but you guys are going to kind of help me out. And while I'm doing my opening, you guys get to decide this week if I'm going to try uh, from the Great Lakes Brewing Company, Dort, Dortmunter Gold Lager, or the the odds on favor, by the way, the Java. I forget what it's called. Java Heat, Java Heat Stout, Java Head Stout. From Java Trunks. Head Stout, yeah. Like I said, uh, the odds on favor because you know Java coffee, uh, vanilla porter from I don't even know who the hell this is. So there's this one, a caramel porter from Sarnak. There. See, they're real bottles uh, from a local group, Flying Bison, the Rusty Chain Vienna style beer. No, I am not getting paid back. I, I paid for this out of my own damn money. So shut up. <laughs> and from Brooklyn Pilsner. So I don't, like I said, I don't drink beer. I normally don't like beer. Last time out, I tried uh, the uh, the Japanese one. Sapporo. Uh, Sapporo. Right. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, I didn't even finish it. So we will see. So you guys I, get to kind I of I focus the vanilla because the label happens to match the lighting in your office and your shirt, and it just all coordinates nicely. <laughs> it's not only to drink. It's also a fashion statement. It could be. Exactly. <laughs> And, and hey, Devin, see you over there. Uh, so I guess uh, I guess we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, since I don't have any particular, you know, we'll figure it from there. Joseph, well, good morning. I, I was I was a little concerned you weren't going to make it. Good morning. Bonjour. Bonjour. It's a bit wet here. Ah. You know, it's. I, I'm I'm hoping on the outside. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the water is coming up to around my ankles. <laughs> oh, 
There's flooding oh. here. Oh dear. Wait, are you talking about like inside your vestibule, uh, in, inside your your place of of living, or just outside in general on the street? I'm figuratively speaking. Okay, you had me really worried there a second. You know I live that. on the third floor, so I think, um, yeah. All the more reason why I was a little bit concerned. Yeah, I, 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 I was going to say, Joseph, if if it was up to your ankles and you're on the third floor, get out, out, <laughs> or or just relocate to, you know, Ark and Ducky and, and well, I, I was going to say the Ark Park, but it's not even <laughs> think that would work. Or, or I just like be like every other Trump voter and just complain that the water is not warm enough. And then blame Obama. Exactly. You know, <laughs> did I ruin your introduction? Nope. No. Nope. nope. I hadn't, I hadn't even quite nope. gotten it. Damn. You, you missed his, you, actually you're missing his alcoholic conundrum, however. Yes. Oh. So since we've got the, since we got everybody uh, over in, over in the live chat, Trippin is over there. Uh, Devin's over there. And Joseph, you're now here one more time f- for the folks in the back. You guys get to try to decide for me. For tonight, am I going to try the Great Lakes Brewing Company Dortmunder Gold Lager? Am I going to try the odds on favor, the Java Head Stout? Am I going to try the Vanilla Porter, which apparently goes lovingly with my color scheme in my office? It does. Is that before it goes in or after? Continuing on, the... (laughs) Brooklyn Pilsner, the Rusty Chain Vienna style beer, local one, or finally the Porter Caramel from uh, who, Sarnak. So, like I've said, I normally do not like beer, and I kind of say that as a blanket. All of you guys are going to help me decide which one I'm going to try this week, and we will eventually go through the the six pack that I bought out of my own money. So those of you that were looking to, you know, give us money, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so we'll we'll figure it from there. And uh you guys can kind of discuss for yourselves which one you think that I should try this week. And uh after I get done with my intro, I will uh I'll go from there. So um I did kind of warn uh Bridget and uh, Dallin about my opening that I have a tendency. My head has a tendency of thinking sideways on a lot of things. And that's kind of the reason why my, uh, my five minute freestyles end up the way that they do. And Bridget had kind of asked, you know, uh, is this a good thing or a bad thing this week? I'm going to kind of leave that up to you guys to try to figure out. Cause truth be told, I'm not really sure. So with five minutes on the clock, your five-minute freestyle starts now. Now, uh, if you read the news story, uh, or more importantly, if you didn't, let me just give you the headline from the Des Moines Register. Nicole Finn gets three life sentences for starving three of her adopted children until one died. I saw this come through my newsfeed over on uh, uh, over my uh, my Android smartphone, and the first thing that came to my mind was, "Ah, oh, Christ! Another God person did this." I'll bet, and I was wrong. Uh, 
you know, um, it, it's one of those things where it's, I don't know how I should feel about that. I had that assumption to start off with because that was really, really an uncomfortable moment for me to even consider that because I, I am, I am a parent, single parent at this point, but these were adopted kids. These are, these are kids that you, you intentionally said, yeah, I, I will, I will take care of them. Oh, oh man. If, if you didn't read the article, you're, um, you might be better off. Uh, I, I will only give you a, a couple of pieces of the headline that goes along with it. She uh, locked them in their room. Uh, they, one of them got out and panhandled for food. And when she found out, she, I, I forget if it was that she nailed or screwed the window shut to prevent them from escaping. The 16 year old that died was estimated to have been approximately 85 pounds. According to the information, her height and weight and age, she should have been 125 or better. So she's, uh, she's been found guilty and, uh, three life sentences. To be served sequentially, not concurrently. So here's uh, here's the way that my thought process came out on this. You are in jail for the rest of your natural life. No ifs, ands, or buts. But what if the remains were kept? If a person lived to be 85 years old, just argument's sake, what if the remains are cremated and stored at the jail for the next 85 years and then another 85 years after that, not to be released to any next of kin, any family until that point? That's an unthinkable idea, isn't it? Consider that a second. We would, no one would actually consider this. And the fact that my brain actually thought of this scares the bejesus out of me. But even so, that is a level of punishment on the person that we as a society would never even consider doing, except for stupid YouTube vloggers who think about weird stuff like this because they do. They would never be known at that point. Their name would be effectively non-existent in the public knowledge. Nobody would even know. Would even any next of kin or family even know 200 years later? Would they even accept them? Would they bother? Would they be notified? Would they care? Think about how absolutely heinous a punishment that would be on the person, no matter who they are. And think this. That is something that we could do here on Earth. 
And that's a completely almost unthinkable punishment that we do on a person, on their character. Which would be worse? Doing that here on Earth? Or whatever punishment hell might throw at you? I'm pretty sure hell doesn't do anything quite that nasty. And that's something that we could do to someone here. But we don't. Because we're somewhat slightly civilized in our punishments. This is episode 197 on the docket, Your Honor. Three episodes until we hit the wonderful 200 point. And oh my God, I don't, I don't even know what the hell is going to happen to us at that point. I think I think we turn into pumpkins or something. I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. We'll figure it out from there. But um, yeah, this 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 whole thing kind of came hand in hand with it all. What's hell like? Well, uh, we we found out what hell is like, and it's got everything to do with the satanic temple, basically cramming it up somebody's lawyer hole thing. I, I don't I don't know how to really describe it. Uh, the, the satanic temple, who is a joy to behold at many times because they basically say, Hmm, you want to go ahead and you want to do this? Okay. We'd like to get in on this too, please. Thank you. Oh, you don't want to have anybody doing that anymore. Oh, funny how that works. You know, things like, um, prayer in school or, um, after school clubs that are, you know, the, 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 I was going to say the joy luck club. That's, that's not the right thing. The good news group, you know, the seconds, Oh God, if you've ever heard of the seconds group in schools, oh seriously, I, I, I'm I'm like almost ready to drop an F bomb straight away because they're it's it's disgusting to me. Yeah. I am second. Sorry, I was gonna say there are some days I'm actually glad I'm not a parent. Um having had to well, having listened to conversations of other parents uh like who are my coworkers. And some of the things they've had to go through in the past, it's been interesting to say the least. Yeah. And like I was saying, uh, the seconds group is uh, kind of disgusting to me because it's basically, I am second to God. Wow. that That's this, yeah. awfully presumptuous. Don't you think? Well, meaning I'm, I'm not nearly as important, you know, because yeah. You know, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but when it comes to a supreme being, um, you know, if, if that's your shtick, um, to me, humanity is actually quite a few steps down the food chain, if you will. And parents like that, they tend to adopt the same attitude as God. Thou shalt not worship others before me. Yeah, yeah. funny how that works. Isn't, isn't that a great way of saying, hey, you're in my club. You ain't getting into any other clubs. Because well, my scoutmaster says I should do it this way. No, you're going to do it my way. That's the one. That's the one. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna kind of talk a little bit about that because the uh, the situation in um, let's see where was it Missouri? Yeah, over in Missouri, the uh, the seventy two hour wait on abortion because whatever. Which is uh, not medically necessary. Yeah, that's right, Bridget. You're you're the medical expert. Not uh, seventy two hours for a, for a uh, for a, a, a an abortion. That's that's perfectly necessary, isn't it? 
<laughs> no. See? It's not, but they have that just in case people happen to change their minds, but that's not usually the case. You know, I wonder if they played the Jeopardy theme during that entire 72 hours. I would. Okay, what was I that? Would, dovetail that onto the five-minute freestyle about the whole punishment thing. <laughs> that's that's why you... That's why if you guys are listening to this in like 3039, I rolled my eyes when he said that we were just a little bit more um, humane and civilized because <laughs> we're not. Well, hey, um, you know, this part of the population, they're not the majority, but they sure are the noisiest. Well, yeah. And there's the old adage, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah. Yeah. There is that. But so- overall, um you know, when you look at, we, we can talk about these people specifically, but overall, um, things are looking better on the intellectual scale. Little, yeah. little, by, little by little. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to a, see the, the forest for the trees. It, it, it's kind of a side point, but I just uh, I, I had a, I brought up something with my girlfriend, is that, you know, the United States is going through something now. Um it seems like a bit of an intellectual crisis. And I was kind of comparing that to Europe and like compared to Europe in a lot of people's minds. Anyways, the United States seems so far behind, but you know, there's something going on in Europe here. There's a sort of like a denialism that they're not facing up to an intellectual. Well, you know, everything the United States is dealing with like immigration and all that. Um, Europeans, they're just like looking the other way. They're just pretending it doesn't exist until it's, it hits them. So once the U.S. comes through all this, they could actually be farther ahead than Europe. You know, that'd be nice for a change. Yeah, it's, I think it's going to take a while to get there. And well, it's happening like all of a sudden, you know. Yeah, it, it just seems to be first. Yeah, there's like this global case of, um, uh, rectal cranial inversion, it seems. <laughs> yeah, well, it's called reality, like plonk. <laughs> oh, and, no, I realize that, but like the reality is setting in, and people are a lot of people are starting to realize that, yeah, collectively they've had their heads shoved up their butts for the past little while. And you know, the, the complacency and naivete of before is just it's not going to cut it anymore. Mm. Like, you're it's it's time to roll up the sleeves and get to work, and unfortunately. I'd say a lot of the next generation is woefully not prepared to, to repair the damage that um, the, the collective laziness of, of uh, the so-called West uh, has had to, or has created. Well, thanks to the internet, they have more options. Yeah. Um, Whereas before, like if we're going back to the parent example, you know, you had mom and dad, that was your source of everything, but, um, nowadays, well, you know, um, you can get an entire university education online now. That, that's that's very true. But, you know, but now the question is, can you apply it? Like, can you, like, are, are you as the person who's acquired that knowledge now, are you ready to apply it in the real world so that you can move society in the direction that you need it to go? Because that, well, that kind of becomes that's up to the person. Very yeah. true. Very yeah, true. I, I would think that anybody that would be uh, that motivated to specifically continue some kind of education without going through the formal process would probably be more likely 
because they've got the drive because they're yeah. doing it on their own. Like, yeah, I, I would hope. I would hope. Yeah. Well, no, you did, well, yeah, I'm auto talk about myself, but I'm autodidact in, in everything except architecture. I mean, um, in <clears throat> yeah, um, well, I'm doing it hmm? oh, and, because and, and, and I, I had to do it on my own. I had no other choice. Yeah, it's a matter of survival, and survival is a very good motivator. Yeah, there is that. Yes, the 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 continuing breath after breath uh, of daily life that that is a good thing, and anything you can do to help facilitate that um, definitely a bonus. Yeah, that actually uh, that actually works out well. So to kind of get things started, the two pieces we kind of have to deal with. Uh, since Heretic Woman is not with us at the moment, of course, you know I I did go looking. I don't have any new news at this point for Rafe Badawi. The same uh, the same news articles are circulating again. It's just rehashing the same news that, you know, he's he's up for the possibility of a parole of of uh, of being pardoned or whatever the whole thing. It's it's the same news article that's just being rehashed again because uh, because they can. So unfortunately, with nothing new at the moment. As of the recording of tonight's show, this is now five years, seven months, 12 days since Reef Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. I'm still waiting on you. And uh, the live chat is basically saying, well, um, did he pick a beer yet? I mean, what the hell's going on? <laughs> you know, fine. Uh, okay. So uh, the, the recommendations were, you know, go from the worst to best. Uh, uh, okay. That's, that's kind of a thing. Uh, I don't see anybody that's really kind of settled anything here. So uh, collectively, what do you guys I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Bridget on this one. I, I think the vanilla might be a good start because it might just have enough sweetness that it's uh, tolerable. Isn't that dessert? Now, it, <laughs> the the thing know, about it, beers like that, like, like the, with the Java, with the caramel, uh, even with like, um, if you get like a chocolate stout or something like that, th that flavor portion of it is actually very nuanced. It's very minor. Kind of like, you know, you, you go to a coffee shop and you order, like, if you just order a black coffee, but you get, like, say, hazelnut coffee, and you smell, it's like, oh, yeah, good hazelnut flavor. And you take a drink, it's like, oh, God, that tastes just like the ass stuff that I normally get. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> you mean, like, this coffee? This coffee that I love from Japan? I love this coffee. Well, okay, you, you love that coffee, but, but all I'm saying is that, um, you know, coffee tends to smell better than it tastes. Yeah. As we're all aware. Mm, okay. Beer can be kind of the same thing. It, it can have a really good aroma with these, you know, somebody says, oh, it has notes of this and nuances of that, you know, kind of like gauging a fine wine. Uh, but when you drink it, it could, you know, it could hit your face like a steel-toed boot. <laughs> okay, so which one are we talking about? The vanilla? Yeah, go for it. So we're talking about the vanilla yes. porter? The vanilla porter, yes. Okay, so... Uh, What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> Famous last words. Yes. Well, no, I, I didn't see any arrogant bastard in that six pack. So I think you're relatively safe. Yeah, well, I was, like I said, I was specifically looking for, uh, I was specifically looking for uh, unusual stuff. And yes, my very good wine, because there it is. And uh, the question was uh, also on the floor. Was it cold or warm? Uh, it was cold. It was in the, it was in the, yeah, and, and put the other five back in the fridge for next week because uh, oh, of course, 
Yeah, you see, I'm kind of glad Chris isn't on the show tonight because we we could take over the show with talking about the temperature of beer. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, uh, good week. Like I, I have gotten into arguments with people from over the pond about the uh, appropriate drinking temperature of beer, and I'll tell you, you could start a flipping war with the arguments uh, me and this particular individual have had in the past. Uh, see, I'm of course me being from the north, I prefer my beer. Mm, just this side of teeth rattling cold. And of course in England, they've never heard of ice or ice boxes for that matter. And apparently drinking, drinking beer at the same temperature of, you know, um, your crotch uh, is, is apparently a good thing. And uh. no, to see at that point, when it gets to like that around here for me, it's time to pour it down the sink. Warm beer sucks. Yeah. It, <laughs> But you see, that was my long-winded way of saying that. <laughs> it, well, don't forget, beer beer is basically liquid water with with bubbles and 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 happy juice. So yeah, that, that's only if it's Coors Light. <laughs> yeah, Bridget, as a nurse, what would be the perfect temperature for a beer in an IV drip? <laughs> oh, I don't um, think it'd be a good idea. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. You know what? We're not going hey, to go there. We're not. No, we're not going to. We're not going to go there. If I could go back to HPTP and get that picture. Ivy either. Sorry. Damn. See, I was going to go back to HPTP and see if they put that pick line back in for me. No, no. (laughs) Inserting alcoholic beverages into the body via any cavity other than oral is really not recommended. We here at Holy Crap the Vlogcast do not advocate in any way, shape, or form shoving a bottle up your rump, okay? It doesn't work well. Actually, it works all too well, but you can't taste it, and you really shouldn't. If you can, if you do that and you can taste it, something is wrong. See your doctor. My God. So, yeah, the, I, I'm going to tell you straight away, this is already kind of beer taste, so mm-hmm. we'll kind of go from here. So, uh Yeah, it, it's mostly just mostly beer. just beer. I guess yeah. yeah, well we'll we'll see how it turns out for the rest of it. See, this is my way of showing I am open to the possibility that maybe, just maybe, there is a beer I actually do like. I don't think it's likely, but I'm willing to give it a shot. <laughs> well, I think it's an acquired taste. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh wait a minute, uh Stephanie, beer in the fridge? English beer needs to be room temperature. American lager needs to be frozen to kill your taste buds. Uh, that, okay. The, 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 the cold, 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 I have never actually tried. So maybe, maybe, maybe I will sometime in the future, but be there as it may. We'll, we'll, I will let you know at the end of the show what I think. And um, who knows? Maybe by the end of the show, I will have found a beer that I like. Well, and let's just I, say that, uh, Room temperature in Southern California is not room temperature in Northern Liverpool. Yeah, I was going to say room temperature in California is the kind of thing you could probably soft boil an egg. Well, it it depends on whether or not it's the fire season or not. So the the Satanic Temple, we've uh, we've been lucky enough that we had the opportunity of speaking with uh, Reap and uh, some some episodes back. Uh, I forget how far back it was. I don't keep track of these things. <coughs> Sorry. No, I'm not. Uh, and we found out that uh, 
generally speaking, the folks from the Satanic Temple, generally speaking, they're an okay group. It's, they're they're not out there firebombing places. They're not uh, explodifying themselves and others. Uh, the They don't wear uh, rings with little pins on them to give you AIDS. <sighs> you know, nice, nice going there. Religious right. You f- anyway yeah this is the same kind of religious right though that says you know um the uh the, the staple diet of, of the atheist is the three cheese baby yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so we we never put, goes on a baby it's barbecue sauce it it, it should be and it, it needs to be infused with one of those big injectors you know those those cardiac needles those work yeah, great for infusing perfect. yeah exactly those of you that don't know what a cardiac needle is no, go, don't don't ask. Don't look it up. Seriously, don't don't do that. It, it, yeah, it's, it's, Wh- yeah, whatever you do, yeah, <laughs> don't go looking. Yeah, we 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 tell you a lot of times what to go looking for on a, as a joke. This is time. Don't no, yeah. don't seriously don't. And, and, and if I can make a second suggestion in, in in terms of long long shiny pointy things not to go look for, uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, from the bottom of my heart, and I say this. Spinal Tap is just a band. Let it go. Just yep. Let it yeah. go. Yeah. Um, thanks. Yeah, I'm going to drink this up really, really heavily at this point. So thanks, everyone. Yeah, so, okay. Have you had one? I have. So the, so, so the Satanic Temple, we put, <laughs> we put the seven tenets of the Satanic Temple up against the Ten Commandments of the Old Testament. And basically found out that, uh, yeah, no contest. There's no contest. Yeah. So um, the Satanic Temple basically comes out on all fronts on this. So we're basically going to uh, extol the virtues of what the Satanic Temple does and how they're wonderfully delicious in what they do and how maybe joining the Satanic Temple, if you're not already part of uh, an organized religious organization, might just be the thing for you to do as 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 complete honesty and complete transparency i am not affiliated with any church organization of any kind whatsoever currently could the roman catholic church still perhaps somewhere have me on a listing somewhere probably that's not my fault the last time i was in a church voluntarily uh was somebody else's wedding which uh, was uh, our 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 good friend and uh, and um, one time co host uh, Witchy when she when she got married yeah and um, let's see before that I think uh, I think the only other time oh yeah um, about uh, almost thirteen years ago when my wife died thank you yeah and uh, so well, somehow I don't get the feeling that um, you're going to be tracked down by a by a bishop or a cardinal you know for your your back tithes or anything like that nope. Nope, they can they can try. Yeah, yeah. You ever you ever try to get blood out of stone? Well, I was gonna say, let's hope that you know, given the fact that there is still a little bit of religious influence in government law and stuff like that, let's hope they never get that one passed. Because I would be willing to bet they've tried. This is not uh, this is not any kind of alcohol talking because it's not been nearly long enough. But um, uh, suddenly, you, you know how my brain goes sideways i was suddenly thinking to myself blood from a stone yeah that's that's uh that's a snipping clip that went wrong i really don't 
all right, let's 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 just let's just move on. Let's just move on from here. So yeah, the satanic temple basically said um, seventy-two hour waiting notice for uh, for uh, for an abortion. Uh, no, our bodies are inviolate, and um, it, it it's our it's our job to tend to our bodies, and you instituting a seventy-two hour waiting period is. Uh, what's the word that we're looking for here? Uh, oh, yeah. Going against our religious sensibilities. So now you have to try to figure out which way do you want to go ahead and take this? Because we can play this game just as well as any other Christian faction can. And we can do it better because you laid the ground rules and we're just going to go ahead and screw you over with your own rules. That's what I love. You know, if we, if we were having a contest right now, why I love the Satanic Temple, there it is right there, because they will use your rules and screw you over with your own rules. Kind of That's like what I love. Too. And that oh, Aikido. Be, that's a good point. Sorry? It's kind of like Aikido. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Make your, yeah, you, use your opponent's momentum against them. Exactly right. Damn, I, I I really hadn't thought of it that way. Well done. You Thank beat you. me on this one. It's been a long time <laughs> since I've even looked at that. <laughs> it, well, it, it's it's just a brown bottle like any other bottle, man. It's nothing special about it. It's just it's just got the it's just got the same color as the office over here. Why why would you think that that was such a good idea? Just, uh, whatever. Yes, I'm picking on you. Shut up, Bridge. <laughs> Thanks. Should I um? Should I uh, discuss what I heard about the uh, the term bootlegging? What it means? Oh. I have no idea where you're going with this, so go right ahead. I, I... <laughs> All right, you guys have seen. Uh, okay, up here we call them Mickey's, but down there you call them half bottles of booze. Oh, okay. The the sort of flat, little... kind of curved shape bottles. Okay, I think yeah, I know what you're talking about. The yeah, little, they're uh, about... little little fat ones. They're kind of like the like your fist, that kind of thing. No, actually, they, they almost look like a flask in terms of their shape. Okay, I'm not familiar with this, so... Okay. Anyway, going on. Anyways, th that particular shape was because then people who were smuggling booze during Prohibition era could slide them into the boot, and it would conform to the curvature of one's leg. Oh, those uh, Oh, those. Uh, those curved flasks? Yes. Kind of, okay, okay, yeah. I know what you're talking about. See, up here we call, the, we call them the Mickey's. Down okay. there, they call them. Uh, I've heard them have called half bottles. Okay, uh, I, I've traditionally referred to them as a uh, uh, a hip flask because yeah. it it bends along. Uh, the funny part of it is the really really good um, maple syrup that I get over at the uh, Canada mm -hmm. Superstore is in a glass one of yep. those, and it's yep. freaking delicious. Yeah, but anyways, um, yeah, the reason they called it bootlegging is because, well, that's how they got it across. They slid it into the boot, oh, and no one was the wiser. You know, okay. kind of like back when they used to smuggle cocaine inside of tires before customs got wise. Makes sense. Or maybe that's just an urban legend. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to I watch think. more of the Border Patrol thing when I'm, you know, bored out of my skull. Mm, or you know, next year when when weed becomes legal in Canada, you know, I could just sit on the sit on the couch, get baked, and watch like stupid shows like that, and actually find them amusing. 
Oh God, that's gonna be that's gonna be so funny. The folks are gonna be on one side of the uh one side of the Great Lakes, and it could just be like, "You ready, guys? Here it comes." God, get this thing. <laughs> that's what I expect. It's gonna happen. Well, no, 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 oh, oh God, Rush Limbaugh moment here. Me, me, me. And that's why they're creating the wind farms down in southern Alberta. So that when, <laughs> when pot becomes legal, they'll be able to blow all the smoke down into the United States and get the Americans stoned so that uh, the lizard people and the water that's turning the frogs gay can come over and invade us. Southern Alberta? Yeah. I- we've, got, we've got some pretty massive wind farms going on down there. Uh, uh, trust me. Um, okay. No, a couple hours south of where I live right now, it's windy. Hmm. Like very, like no, there there are a couple of uh, sort of wind tunnel channels through there. Um, and you drive down and you see the big windmills, and they are moving pretty good. That's a good sign. Yeah, that's a good sign. It's it's better than the uh, it's better than the solar panels because eventually, you know, we'll run out of photons. Oh, but, but wait a minute! Haven't you heard? We can't do too much wind farms because eventually we'll 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 run the Earth out of wind. <laughs> I remember that. Good. I'm, I'm glad. I thought for a second there. I, I was hoping I remembered that one. No, I remember. I remember. Oh. Yeah, it's like <sighs> don't get it. The yeah. le- you know there uh, there are certain levels of uh, incompetence that I'm willing to wave off because you didn't know. That is not one yeah. of them. <laughs> no, not even close. That is like, uh, that is first year high school earth science at the least. If you've made it that far in school without discussing anything to do with earth science. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. You gotta be one of those have not states. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. My point. All right. So back on track because. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, here's, a. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, whatever. It's not going to be nearly as impressive as, as the, not nearly as impressive as the bottle of wine another night. Uh, so the satanic temple has, has basically made a, a habit of basically inserting themselves into an area and saying, look, um, you're allowing religious groups in to do this, which is blatantly against the law or at the very least really really highly questionable we want in now they say that they're not trying to well forgive me stir the shit but they do end up doing exactly that if nothing else just by putting their name out there Seriously, uh, Bridget, you, you, you've—I I know full well—you've seen these news reports where people suddenly come out of the freaking woodwork as soon as they hear they satanic. All oh, that's all—that's all you need to get out. And all of a sudden, all the school barms are all coming out to the the school uh, 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 the school board meetings. They're cramming the place and they're yelling and screaming. They're having prayer meetings outside to protect the. You—you the, you had to have seen these these news reports you had to have not recently 
<laughs> but yeah, I have in the past. I just I, I've been avoiding the news for the most part uh, since Trump got inaugurated. So yeah, I well, a lot. Under, understandable. But I mean, <laughs> this is this is not something that's new. I mean, we no. we've we've seen them go out there and do their thing, and usually. When they try to do something like uh, what was what was one of the better one of the better ones that they tried to, they wanted to have a um, I think it was a World War I forget if it was a World War Two or a Civil War uh, memorial of sorts, and it was basically a big metal block with some stuff on it that indicated that it was from the Satanic Temple to commemorate people who died in the light of whatever duty. And they wanted to have it put into a into a place where there was already a similar uh, uh, a, a similar erected commemorative whatever to similar people who were in uniform and died for whatever the cause was. And suddenly, um, you know, uh, maybe maybe having everybody. Uh, put in their uh, thing might not be such a good idea because um, yeah, this one that we've got with, with crosses on it. Um, we're going to have to share the space with the Satanists. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe we should not do that. Cause look at the, you know, uh, look at the 10 commandments in front of the courthouse in Oklahoma. <sighs> no, it was the same thing that everybody said, okay, you know what, if, if you're going to have a Christian monument or I guess a, that would be more a, a Judeo uh, monument because, you know, Old Testament. You know, then, yeah, because it's public land, by law, if you're going to have one, you've got to have them all. And, like, honestly, I think people might call it immature, and they might say that, well, you're not really making progress because, you know, you're you're just trying to use the same rules. Like, yeah, we're we're trying to call people out, you know, to show that there is a sense of, Choosing my words carefully here. Uh, there, there is a, an innate sense of entitlement when it comes to being a Christian in certain parts of the United States, where it's well, like it's well, it's. Well, it's well, hold, hold, hold on a second. Let, let's be fair. It's not just in the U.S. Christ, no. Christians in Christian-heavy communities. It could be a country, it could be a town, but whoever, whom, whom, whoever, whomever. Whomever, I don't care at this point, I'm going to go erudite, whomever happens to be the dominant factor tends to think that they are the ones who have all of the privilege, whether they admit to it openly or not. Now, with that in mind, I'm sorry for sidelining you, but... Well, no, the one reason I go out to the United States is because, you know, that one has been confirmed as not a Christian nation. Yeah, true. Um, I don't know enough about England. I honestly don't know enough about uh, Canada's origins to say whether I like, I don't know if it's ingrained in our founding documents. I don't know. Um, but, you know, thanks to, you know, guys like Seth Andrews and stuff, I, I know quite a bit about you guys in that respect. Um, and it's not pretty. Yeah. So, so like it, it's proven legally that you guys are on a Christian nation. And yet a lot of the Christians still have that sense of privilege because no one's ever really contested it until not so long ago, you know, because now you've got, you know, multicultural, you've got people who are getting a little more 
awakened into reality as, as is, you know, I, I would dare say with, as is with social evolution, you know, um, you know, we, we, we ain't seen no miracles in a few hundred years now, folks. And those that uh, we have seen, we can actually explain. So, you know, even if you try to throw God of the gaps at it, it's, it's no, it's not holding. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was just trying to think of, um, one of the items uh, you want, you want to talk about, uh, you want to talk about miracles. Yeah. The, the first one that came to my mind and, and, uh, Bridget, I know that you remember this one, uh, the one in India with the, with the, the, the weeping Mary statue. And they, they thought that it was, it was, Oh, weeping. wasn't that the, that was the backed up sewer pipe, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, that was, that was or- fun. Or what was the other one? The uh, the tree that was like giving drops of nectar, but it was actually um, Mike, aphid Mike poop. Aphid poop. Yeah. Yes, it was. Wow. People believe freaking almost anything some days. Uh, they'll think no. that. Uh, well, I, I was going to say, you know, they'll, they'll think that um, um, inhaling uh, burning carcinogenic fumes makes you look uh, badass. Yeah, or you know coffee enemas are supposed to you know cleanse you or yeah um, let's you know. let's let's yeah let's let's not do, the the only way that i'm doing a coffee enema is uh the normal way with hot coffee down through my throat because uh i i would like to taste my coffee thank yeah. you very much um well i i think it has a lot to do with sort of the lack of exposure to the the wonders of the world and i i, I hearken back to what we talked about last night the the um the waterfall at Yellowstone, the one that in February when the sunlight hits it just right, the water looks like it's suddenly glowing. Yeah, like it's on. Well, all right. Uh, to to be fair, uh, it the we we had a list that we talked about where nature basically is really really freaking cool, cool as hell, and yes, this one in particular, it makes the waterfall look like it is. No lie, like it's on fire, as yeah. if it was a a waterfall of lava. But it's just because of how the sun is coming through, and it's so orange and red. I, I, I Joey uh, showed us pictures of it, and uh, I truly looked at it, and I thought that's 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 a lava that's a lava waterfall. That's a lava that's lava falling. Nope, that's the sun. No, yeah. Let's I see. mean, you you saw the picture. And, yeah. and you had pretty much the same reaction, I'm sure. Yeah, like actually. Uh, yeah, give me a second here. Um, do, 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 uh, share the screen because I can. And don't forget to give me the link to the uh, to the thing so I can yeah. put it in later. But, okay, I'm just going to zoom in on a couple of these pictures here. Like, there's one. Yeah. That's water. Uh, apparently, it this took place in February. And it's just, it's when the sun hits it just right. Um. Yeah, assuming that it's you know it's a it's a nice clear day. Yeah, and then you got this one here. I mean, that's that to me. That one is just beautiful. Now, yeah, and so 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 that the folks that are watching uh, understand. Yeah, we know it's 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 a it's small on the screen. Sorry, the web page that it was coming from. It's kind of yeah, kind of what they gave us. But to my to the point though. Imagine somebody, you know, who believes aphid poop is, um, you know, a, a sign of God's miracle. Imagine them seeing something like this. 
there'd be prayer circles all over the place because they're thinking that the water is being possessed by the devil. You know, it's, I would almost say it, it has to do with a lack of sort of exposure to the basics of nature and the understandability that once in a while, you know what, you're, you're going to get these things that happen outside of your bubble or, or outside of, you know, what you know is familiar. And, you know, pe some people accept, will think of it as, you know, divine intervention and hopefully more people will just go, okay, just exactly what is that? How do we do that? Yeah, there's a, there, there's a piece to take along with this because the way that, the way that atheists get seen by a lot of these folks is kind of the same thing. Don't know about it. And it's a, it's a scary thing because don't know about it. The guys from the Satanic Temple, you don't really know about it, but the piece that you do supposedly know is the shit that's left over from the Satanic Panic from the early 80s, oh. which we 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 kind of talked about part of that once before with you know with Bobby with, with Bobby Carey, and it's like, man, all those albums that got wrecked, and you know, man, th those were good albums too. Kiss too. I, if I remember right, Bobby was all sad about that one because that one got that one got wrecked. But I mean, that's the stuff that gets left over, that that gets left behind, that people don't really know. And the first thing that humans end up going to towards anything we don't understand is fear, and that's that's not necessarily a cultural thing. It tends to be. You know what, Dallin, you were gonna, you were gonna say something. I, I I've I've got a quote I gotta find. Oh no, I, I was well at first I was remembering a um <laughs> when I was in school, we actually had to watch the uh, Geraldo Rivera special on uh, satanic music, and they interviewed Ozzy Osbourne, and they had a guy from the Satanic Temple on there, and he was not the snappiest dresser I'd ever seen. He kind of dulled himself up to look like um uh, a really bad Ming the Merciless cosplay. Oh, holy Christ. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, balls. I remember that. Yeah. And uh, I, I love what, uh, I, I absolutely love what Ozzy said at the end uh, of his interview. He says, you know, I actually say, God bless you at the end of every show. So, you know what? You want to call me say this basically screw you. Uh <laughs> You know, I, I, the really funny thing is they, they talk about all the, you know, this music was a devil, that music was a devil. Years later, I got a hold of that music. And there's absolutely nothing devilish about it. Did you play it backwards? Yeah, I did. And it sounded <laughs> even worse. I did. And it's like, nobody, and I mean, nobody goes through that much effort to get that kind of point across. Unless, actually, yeah, I, I did hear of somebody though who did do it. They they actually did do it, and they they fashioned their words in such a way that when it played backwards, I can't. But it was a total troll. For the life of me, I can't remember who it was, but they did it strictly as a prank, just to get these people. And I can't remember who it was. Or what the oh, was. Iron Maiden did that in their Peace of Mind album. They had a oh, uh, maybe they, that was it. They, yeah, they they put a, an end of a track. Uh, um, purposely backwards just to yep. make people uh, play it. 
Yeah, I'm I'm I, I'm trying to remember. I think Todd Rudgren might have as well at one point. I forget who mm. it was, but uh, we know full well Weird Al Yankovic did once. But that was a yeah, that was a total that 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 was a, that was a fun one. Um, Stephanie is reminding me of something, and and you know what? Damn it! If if you're not exactly right, good catch. Very good catch. I would not have remembered about that. She's saying that would have been in that interview that you're talking about. That would have been the Church of Satan mm. because the Satanic Temple did not exist at that point. Fair point. Good catch. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Good catch. Yeah, and in my own defense, uh, probably the reason why I didn't remember it that quite that way was it wasn't really relevant in my life at that point. Because honestly, yeah, I watched this thing with with Geraldo Rivera. And I went home that night. It was like, you know, well, what did you learn today? Like, um, uh, not much. You know, like, I honestly, yeah. I, I gave so little care of, you know, well, if you play this song, like, because my parents didn't believe it. None of me in my family believed it. My brother was heavy into uh, bands like ACDC and stuff. So, I mean, if anybody would have known about it, it would have been him. And no, and just, just given the relationship we had, like, he's the one that actually introduced me to a lot of these bands. And if there had been anything like backwards, he would have told me, or he would have shown me. This is a guy who introduced me to Cheech and Chong. <laughs> okay. There, there wasn't a whole lot that was sort of sacred, if you will, uh, be, between us. So if there were any backward messages on any of his albums, I would have known about it. Oh my God. I just suddenly realized, dude, Cheech and Chong, that's the Spanglish version of Doug and Bob McKenzie. You yes, realize this now, right? Yep. Well, and of course, Tommy Chong being Canadian, it's still got a little bit of, you know. Well, this, it's the Spanglish thing. Is, yeah. is, is my um, actually, right? I wanted to ask uh, Joseph, though. Um, but we got to talking about the, you know, the I don't know and suddenly you're afraid. Um, do you think that kind of plays into the whole uh, survival instinct thing? It's, it's kind of primal? I, I think you'll find that practically everything in existence having to do with the human condition leads down to that. I, I guess, yeah. But um, I just want to like, um, so you don't understand it. Well, so um, this is outside of my bubble, and they oh. look to their survival leader to tell them whether it's a supreme threat or a supreme protection or supreme sign. Okay. Because they yeah, don't know how to decide for themselves. Yeah, to, to that end, the quote I was looking for, mm -hmm. a person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. 1,500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was the center of the universe. 500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was planet. And 15 minutes ago, you knew that humans were alone on this planet. Imagine what you'll know tomorrow. What you'll be obliged to know. Yeah. Now, I'm, uh, for those that don't get the reference, uh, I'm I'm quoting specifically from the movie Men in Black. Now, we've we've said on many an occasion, you know, it doesn't matter that much where you find inspiration from. It's if the inspiration holds water. This, even though the whole the Earth is flat thing doesn't exactly hold water, the overall sentiment does. Groups of people are typically very panicky. But individuals can learn for themselves, can adjust for themselves. But it's hard because you have to first be your own individual 
well, it's it, more just a, like a kid growing up. You know, you you're gonna have certain things are gonna they're gonna be learning about how the world is around them, and they're gonna see things that are gonna speak to them intuitively. Intuitive, no, intuitively. Intuitively, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and then you see adult protector who's giving a message that goes completely against it. And the kid's going to come to a point where they're going to go, well, am I going to trust my instincts or am I going to trust this person? And they like abandoned their, their learning, their, their learning process. Yeah. You don't normally you're supposed to learn this stuff for yourself. Yeah. And but I think too, the, oh, sorry. No, just, uh, but just, it's just, it's like, it, it's a, it's, it's really a point in life where you decide to uh, rely on your own uh, mental mm -hmm. capacities to learn, or you're going to rely on somebody else and religion. They try to intervene at every point of that process to try to make themselves the, um, to my, try to make people rely on them instead of their own instincts. Mm look at um or their own capacities so. yeah i was gonna say um i think when a person is alone away from prying eyes and where there's no fear of looking like you stand out um you can do a lot of your own sort of self-discovery and challenging those rules i i think a lot of um uh george orwell's 1984 where what's his name uh smith you know when he's when he's you know working at the factory, when he when he's in company, he plays the role of the good little citizen. But away from that, away from all the prying eyes, he's able to explore without fear of um, of social repercussion. I mean, it, it, spoiler, it doesn't work out for him in the end. But I, I think it's kind of the same thing. Is it, like, okay, you're walking down the street, um, like walking downtown. You're in a big crowd and you see something, something happen. You're one of say several thousand in the crowd. You're, you're not going to do anything about it or you're not going to explore it further, even though your curiosity might be a little bit peaked, but you don't want to stand out because there's a chance you might be ostracized or suddenly you might be different and suddenly you lose that status in your social network. You know, it's really funny you bring that up because I, I was having an argument about the, um, with somebody about the the dark ages mm -hmm. and why there was no progress during that period and what you just described you know is probably pretty close to the truth of what happened during that period yeah oh, and that doesn't... it's it's documented nowhere i mean where are they going to write this down with this this social ostracization yeah because yeah, I, that also goes back to the survival instinct because you know, why don't you want to stand out? Well, it might be bad for my survival. Because you might be cast out of the group. Exactly. Yeah, there are two, there are two names in particular that come to mind for me. Uh, Galileo, he was basically put under house arrest because yeah. he, he went against uh, church doctrine for the earth and the sun and the, uh, everything. And then, uh, oh, uh, Copernicus. Mm -hmm. Well, the, that's when the church started to lose its control because they made the mistake, uh, the fall of Count Constantinople. They imported all the, the Greek texts 
that nobody had been reading for like over over a thousand years. Um, they allowed uh, allowed people to study them, and that's what kicked everything off. Yeah, but my my point of it is that um, if if it had not been these two in particular individuals, it would have been somebody else. That it, it just works out that way, because no matter what, sooner or later, it doesn't matter who it is, somebody will discover something. Because that's the way that science works. If it's not one person, it's going to be another. But these were these were people who sacrificed, who who gave up certain uh, certain social positions. I guess it might be not not the right way of putting it, but because they had they had the they had the right behind them. They had the right information behind them and, and you could also look at it that um you know this fear of non-social conformity you know conformity when it gets when things get so bad that um that people start to think that it's better for their survival to break from the pattern than adapt to it well that means things are pretty bad did that make sense yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Is that, but you've got to be pushed very, very hard, or or things have to be like like monumentally well, look, bad. Look at look at Trump voters. I mean, you know, after all the shit, they're they're still voting for. They're still supporting him. After well, yeah, it, it, they they have to be in the street and starving with no resources before they change their mind. Not even. I yeah. I truly I truly believe someone. At, you know what. I'm 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 not going to go down that. But I'm not you're, go down you're that right. Path. Um, if you take them one on one, and you have a discussion, well, eventually maybe you'll be able to bring them around. But that's a lot of work and yeah. a lot of people. And that's kind of like the the whole atheist movement is that you can't, you're not going to see things on mass. It has to be practically. It has to be on a on a face to face one on one basis. Because as soon as you get, you know, say more than, I would say more than six people involved at once, that, um, they're just going to fall back on their, their support group. Yeah. You you start to fall back onto the mob mentality because they're going to feel protected. Yeah. There, and there's enough people there that no one person suddenly feels that they have to take responsibility for even themselves. I remember there was actually a study done on this where, I think it was in groups of less than six, um, somebody would be willing to say step forth and help somebody like say apply first aid or something like that. But it's, I think as soon as you get to more than six people, um, nobody is willing to go out and do it because they think, well, somebody else should be willing to do it. You know, eventually you get to the point where you don't, feel you need to stand out because there's enough of your group there that they'll get done what needs to be done and you don't have to put as much effort into it or any effort at all or risk that too yeah because uh, it it depends on what you on the situation yeah um i want to go out on a little bit of limb and uh kind of take a a piece of what we were just talking about and I'll, I'll I'll explain in a minute how this kind of all works together. And no, again, this is not this is not the beer talking. 
not by a long shot. It's yeah. yeah. Anyway, you're talking about uh, if if you got if you got people individually to talk through uh, a position who might be ideologically set towards a a, a particular uh, mindset. I'm trying really hard not to get into the political area here, but read between the lines. I think you can figure out where I'm going here. Yeah. I would think it would be easier to easier to argue through the points with a small group mm-hmm. versus a one-on-one with an individual. And here's, here's the reason why. If we go with the idea of the satanic temple for a second and the people who get their knickers in a twist because, oh my God, the Satanists are coming. First off, you don't know who the hell you're talking about at this point, but we'll leave that we'll leave that go for a second because you know you're scared and and you're rolling up the windows on your soccer mom van, whatever. But if you were to get a small group together, like like you're saying, six people. You would theoretically, theoretically, have enough people where some would hang back, some would come forward, and the ones that would come forward in order to argue more could be leveled off a little bit because they're in a smaller group, or they might become much more vicious. Either way is the way that it could go. But if you were to engage and calmly, gently talk through whatever the points were and argue the individual points, if you know them well enough, in a gentle fashion, in a respectful manner, to not raise your voice, to be, let's, hold on, just, let's just talk through this piece yet. If you have the facts on your side and someone doesn't, I think you might have an easier time of nudging people either onto the fence or willing to peek over the fence at the very least because you could compose yourself. You could show that you're not the evil satanic babies uh i was gonna say baby you know what no not not gonna no no not gonna go there uh uh, baby burgers yeah it's not quite where i was going but yeah that's 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 pretty pretty much it but i'm kind of wondering would that make sense that we could again as the people who have got a point to make that has the facts behind them couldn't we get people to listen and to maybe, maybe have a better chance of getting people interested in finding out more later? Not making an instant conversion, not by a long shot, but getting people interested in trying to question what they had already quietly on 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 the on the you know in in such a capacity that they would not be peeking their head over everybody else and getting whacked over the head societally you know before you even 
get to that point. You have to convince somebody that they can rely on their own value judgment abilities. Well, Stephanie kind of, she's trying to quote uh, Richard Carrier, uh, although she kind of mangled it, she says. Uh, but it says, if someone refuses to use logic, what logic are you going to use to persuade them? Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My, uh, yeah. So my, my crosshairs right there fall directly on Ray Comfort and, and other people like him who go after, you know, they, they ask you the questions and they try to lead you down that one particular path, you know, like, well, look at this stone, you know, you, you know, the, uh, the, the Lamborghini in the junkyard during the tornado, the script. Yeah. The, yeah. They, they've, they've got everything sort of done by rote and. He's kind of a bad example because he knows I'm, I'm pretty convinced that he knows perfectly well what he's doing. And no, he, no, 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 no. Hold on. He's exactly the exact prime example for exactly that reason. Yeah. He's the I don't one think who he's is, a believer. I don't think he believes this shit. It, it, no, no, no. He, he, he doesn't need to. He just needs to. He just needs to make others believe because if they believe they are eventually going to funnel their resources, whether it's monetary or societal or cultural and believe in him. And if they believe, it doesn't matter if he believes. I mean, come on. Perfect example. Peter Popoff. We know full well he's a f- oh the hell with it. I've been good up until this point. He's a con artist. Let's just leave it. He's a fucking fraud. Hey, that. Peter. Um he's 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 a con artist. He's a he's a fucking fraud. No two ways about it. Literally, there are no two ways about it. He was unmasked, but he doesn't need to believe. All he needs to do is to convince others. That's what the charlatans, all they have to do. They don't have to be believers. They just have to convince people enough to funnel their money into them. Well, because that's, as, why they, that's why they call it confidence, con artist confidence, which means yeah. you have to convince your victim to trust you instead of their own judgment. Yes. And then they get others to join in because they're convinced. Why, why not trust you? I trusted you before you think this guy is good. Sure. I'll check it out. Sure. I'll go ahead along with you and so on and so on. And And that's exactly what religion does. Bingo. And you know, I was, um, I was watching, uh, some, some animation thing on YouTube, uh, couple weeks ago and pretty entertaining you know for for what it was i'm guessing it wasn't my piece well (laughs) sorry it's a it's a another thing another show yeah but you know but the whole thing is is that um the the guy who did the video like i said he he did really good with it um it had a pretty engaging storyline as far as like as far as i remember but then these two characters got into this discussion and one asks, you know, do, do you believe in the animator? Almost like a fourth wall break. Because, you know, they're talking about, you're like, well, we, we must be animated from something. And the main character, who is apparently the self-insertion of the author of this uh, production, starts going down this road. And I'm like, this is the Ray Comfort script. 
this guy is totally, he is doing the Ray Comfort apologetic thing uh, in this show. And I was, I was watching the comments afterwards. And I mean, he got lambasted for it. Like he got nailed. And he's just like, yeah, well, you know what? You don't like it. Turn it off, you know, because these are my beliefs and I believe this and this is true because I believe it's true. And, you know, it just, I had to stop watching the whole, the, the series because it's, it's not that, you know, I was twigged or anything like that. It's just like, how could I give any kind of, how could I watch something that was made by such a pretentious asshole? You know, but, but, but the thing that, that he actually hit, that he went down the road, he went down the Ray comfort road of, of trying to, you know, make it that, that the animator's real. And I mean, it was just, it, it was the exact same arguments contextualized for the story, uh, for the setting of the story. And I was like, I cannot believe you went there, you pompous ass. You know, goodbye, click. It just, uh. it's It's basically, you know, they're throwing shit and seeing what sticks. And once, if something yeah. sticks, well, they're going to, one's going to take up on the other's tactics. Oh, what's the, oh, we, we talked about that before where they just. One of the most started... annoying ones is the, the, the communism equals atheism. They call it the, um, I think it was the Dawkins Institute. Somebody writing for them anyways, it came up. It's called the atheist atroc- atrocities fallacy. Oh yeah. Um, Stalin was an atheist. Uh, they try to say Hitler was an atheist, although he's actually been quoted as saying that he thought he was doing God's work. I have loads of quotes of, from oh, him. Yeah. And he's actually talking about stamping out atheism. There's direct quotes. And yeah. as in his negotiations with the Vatican Council, that's pretty revealing too. What's the, uh, we've, we've talked about this before, that one particular argument or that one technique where they just start, they start throwing questions out to the point where they get Gish Gallop. Gish, 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 I think what Joseph might be saying is that maybe that's where it originated. Mm-hmm. It did. Go ahead. I thought you were going to go further <laughs> with that, Joseph. Oh, no, that was... That was okay. I, I said uh, it res, um, abridged by Dallin. And Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the Gish Gallop is basically you keep hammering with as many questions as you can possibly fit in and leave them open-ended, leading towards a possibility, but never really getting there until you fill up all the time that you've got and somebody that's supposed to try to answer them all, there's no way that they can answer all of the things in order to say, look, this is wrong because, this is wrong because, well, they couldn't answer this question and this question, so I must be right. And of course, anybody who really was interested in an answer would just ask one question and wait for the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which means they're not even really interested in the debate. No. And that's, that's something that we've, uh, we've, we've dealt with on many occasions. Yeah. Uh, as, as mentioned, 
the uh, rate, it, it was uh, Ken Ham and um, and Bill Nye debate. There was no debate. That was preaching, and well, it was preaching and debate. And I'll leave it to people to go ahead and watch that whole thing to try to figure out who did which. Spoilers, you can already figure it out. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, what's hell like to me? Hell would actually be having to have a, an eternal conversation with Ray Comfort and his bananas. Uh. You know, if 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 there was a loving God, he would have made every banana he ever held onto completely radioactive. Not just that little bit that it's got, completely radioactive. Well, there are, are there banana trees at the Bikini Atoll now? I can't remember. Uh, I know coconuts. And I know that they could practically glow right now. <laughs> yeah, there there is that. Um Yeah, it, it is kind of too bad. Like, uh, I haven't read too much about, like, the, the tenets of the Satanic Temple or anything like that. But um, everything else I've heard and, and what I've heard other t- people talk about them, it's like, you know, th- these guys could very well be, you know, they would almost be a good transition from hardcore Christian, from, between hardcore Christian to atheist. I actually think, no, I I think they would actually be a good uh, transition point because it's like, don't be a dick, you know? And and then from there, forge your own moral path. Well, they're, they're great for making people confront their own Dunning Kruger. They are are the proverbial fluorescent light in the bathroom when you're looking in the mirror, because it, your reflection shows all the pits and blemishes that, uh, that you have on your face. Oh yeah, those weird magnifying makeup mirrors. They just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't yes, where, where chapped that. lips look like the Martian landscape. <laughs> Let's not do that. So, uh, since since Dallin mentioned it, for those of you that don't know, and uh, I'm pretty sure the folks that are watching, listening right now probably have already, but the seven tenets of the satanic temple are as follows. And and I love bringing these up because these are, I mean, Will Wheaton's rule, Wheaton's law is don't be a dick. That's Will Wheaton. Yes. The guy who did Wesley Crusher, who's done so much more, who is a freaking awesome guy, by the way, maybe one of these days we'll ask him. He's, oh, he's great. He's great. Uh, But anyway, the satanic temple, seven tenets. One should strive, it, it's, it's not one as in the number one, this is one a person. One should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. Number two, the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. Hmm. Number three. And this is the one that got them in trouble over there in Missouri. One's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. You can't tell me I have to wait 72 hours for a procedure that I, I can uh, I can legally have. So, you know, screw you and your laws. Number four, the freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. 
to willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego your own. Number five, beliefs should conform to our best scientific understanding of the world. We should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit our beliefs. Number six, people are fallible. If we make a mistake, we should do our best to rectify it and resolve any harm that may have been caused. Number seven, every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail should always prevail over the written or spoken word. Now, like I said, we put this up against the Ten Commandments, and we basically said, this, this is, I, I will say it, to me, this is beautiful. This is a way of saying, well, in, in, in so much, in, in, in so many words, don't be a dick. I mean, it, it really, to me, it all about boils down to that, but it codifies it in yeah. such a glorious way to me. Yeah, don't be a dick. Think. And don't be dishonest. Yeah. And know when it's time to uh, basically use a little bit of value judgment. Yeah. And um, uh, Devin has uh, has said very uh, very well, these tenets of the Satanic Temple sound a little bit like secular humanism. I can get behind what they believe for sure. Yeah, and I think uh, that comparison has been made a few times, I think. Yeah, yeah, it has. Yeah, and uh, the, the funniest part about it is, in, in, a certain, in a certain way, the Satanic Temple is, in some respects, very comparable to secular humanism. Mm -hmm. Because for them, Satan is a literary figure. He's a mascot who doesn't exactly have a fursuit, but that that's okay. Maybe one of these days we'll see about that. It, it, it's exactly, I had a hard time nailing this down because I mean, you know, um, atheists have a hard time not siding with them, but uh, identifying with them because, you know, the whole point of atheism is not identifying with them. But what they managed to do is, um, yeah, like you said, you know, they, they, they've taken this entity and they use it as a kind of um, ventriloquist dummy. Well, as a, as a mascot is the way that I've seen it. Um, yeah, but I, I really see it as a ventriloquist dummy. And this, this is exactly what a lot of Christian religions do with their God. You know, it's a bunch of humans wanting to tell other humans what to do. And they use this, they've invented this proxy. And that's exactly what the satanic temple is doing. Yeah, but it, Same it's almost shit like you're it, doing right back at you. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 like what Bridget said with the, with the Aikido. It, it's um, it's it's a parody. Yeah, you know, it's a good one. Well, yeah, exactly. Like th these guys are like they they are doing the ultimate troll. You know, um, but doing it in such a way like. Like you said earlier in the show, they're using the inherent Christian 
laws, if you will, uh, they're actually using the letter of the law instead of the spirit of the law. And people are losing their shit over it, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And, uh, and, and it's true. They really, they really do. Uh, Stephanie has also uh, commented that uh, they are secular humanists. The religious lot are the church of Satan. Uh, Satan was the first rebel. Um, yes. And, and that's kind of the way that I, I tried to, to lay it out there. Uh, the satanic temple is for, as the expression goes, for all intents and purposes, secular humanists. Though they are not really, they, no, they are no they, they, required. Right, right. They they are, but they're not. In in action, they are, but in in official, they're not. And like I said, uh, for them, Satan is uh, he he's a mascot. He's a, he's a cheerleader. He is uh, he is a point where they can go. Oh, look, look, look at what he did in this book. Uh, it, it would be like if you were to bring up a. Uh, uh, if you were to start a religion based around the uh, Moby Dick, the white whale, and you were celebrating Moby Dick, and you were going out on the uh, on on the water, kind of the way that Greenpeace used to to take on whaling vessels. Uh, it, it's, they, it's I'm, funny. Making a, I'm making a comparison that way because it's the closest yeah. one I can come up with. I was just going to say uh, it's funny you mentioned a white whale because there is a YouTuber. Uh, no, no, no! I, just uh, allow me. Full of semen. <laughs> uh, no, no, no! The the guy's the, the the YouTuber's name is Ghastly, and he is a ghost. Uh, this guy, uh, I think he he arose from the flaming record wreckage that was the uh, the whole nation of Kekistan. Uh, but he is spreading the gospel of the uh, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, it's it's all hail the blue whale. <laughs> And, and he's fighting for ghost rights. You know, he wants fright supremacy. Uh, <laughs> well, just sorry, as soon as you said white whale and, and, and praise it, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I've actually heard something like this before. Just honestly, go, go look it up. Uh, it is hilarious. Uh, okay, nothing to do with any of that. Uh, forgive me. I'm because I had pulled up the tenants on the, on the website. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just looking at the the stuff and i realized oh they've got a link over here for you know shop satan oh okay what kind of stuff um for i'm not going to say that people should or should not give money to any group i am however going to say that i did not expect this yes you can get uh you can have a uh membership cards and certificates for a, a particular dollar amount. I'm not going to give the dollar amounts. From I'm glad Heretic Woman's not on the show because she'd be ordering all that shit right now. Oh, oh this gets good. Uh, you can contribute to the Satanic Temple for a relatively small amount of money, which, which, is, which is fine. Uh, you can contribute for the after-school Satan clubs. Again, a similar small amount of money. But I just, I just came across this one. Again, to a, a, a as low as a small amount of money, contribute to the Religious Reproductive Rights Legal Aid Fund. Hello. Holy shit. I did not expect to see that. But then again, somehow or other, the fact that it's there, I'm not totally surprised. I'm gratified. 
because this is their this is their opportunity of saying, look, uh, you contribute to this. You know, we're we're gonna keep doing what we're doing, which is nice. Uh, let's see, uh, mugs, t-shirts, uh, mugs, mugs, some nice looking mugs. Oh, hoodies. There you go, because you know, gotta have hoodies, hats. <laughs> and the funny part of it is, not all the stuff is black and red, which is. For all of you that have got OC concerns, yeah, don't worry about it. It's, it's it's just perfectly fine. Black and white shirts. Candles. They have candles. Who knew? Um, I, okay, that one I'm going to say not overly surprised. Yeah, that doesn't totally surprise me either. But the, but, but the point of it is, um, like we said, you know, they may be legal trolls, but, okay, A, they're damn good at what they do. B, they got some really good support in order to do what they do, which generally speaking is the rules that have been laid out for them, which is, like I said, you're going to beat somebody at their own game. That's the way to do it. Um, yeah. But the idea of, uh, uh, Bridget, the idea of, uh, of, you know, the martial arts, uh, jujitsu, Aikido and such, I never would have thought about that. How, how, how did you even think about that? I mean, how, I mean, I've I've taken Aikido a little bit. I've taken Kung Fu quite a bit, and that's just something that occurred to me that yeah, they're fighting against these other Christian groups using their same rule set against them, and it's just brilliant. I like it. I like it a lot. You know, this, I, I I went to the site stuff. and I, I went one click further on the uh, the reproductive rights thing. Um. Yeah, the uh, the contribution is to help with the lawsuit in Missouri right now. That That's, is cool. Yeah, uh, and for uh, for folks that are wondering, uh, how much is just a little amount of money? Uh, a large premium uh, coffee. A large yeah. premium coffee. Yeah, That's if you can the, forgo your Starbucks for a day, you can uh, you you can donate to this. Oh, you know, I I was gonna say I was gonna steer really clear about which uh, which group because um, there there's there's bad blood right now with Timmy's with a lot of folks, but that that's another show for later. And that is that is so blown out of proportion. Uh, no, it's th- this is where the term franchise comes in. No, I got you. I got you. I'm sorry. I, 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 again, I'm scrolling further and further through the stuff. Oh, this is great. All right. You know how the satanic temple has got the, uh, the circle with the pentagram in the middle. Yeah. Uh, the, the, I'm sorry. The, um, not the pentagram, the, uh, the five pointed star. Yeah. The, the pentacle. Pentacle. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and it's usually with the point down. Yeah. Uh, they've got mugs where they've got that, but the circle on the outside has been turned into the female symbol. With the plus on the bottom. That's that's actually pretty cool. Holy Jesus. These guys know how to market their stuff. I like it. You might consider that. You know what? So um somebody uh you know I, I will um uh website. I gotta remember to put that into the show notes for myself. I just dropped it into the example Salem candle. I like that. Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, All yeah, right. I see I see what you're talking about right now, or at least I saw it in the sticker pack. Yeah. 
So uh, again, we're not telling you to contribute to any particular group because if we did, there are a lot of them that are out there that are worthwhile. The Satanic Temple is one of them that has been doing, uh, dare I say, God's work. Uh, in this case, uh, the the God on Twitter who has basically gone ahead and said, uh, Kirk Cameron, stop talking for me, you fucker. Or I, I think I'm paraphrasing just a little bit, but just a yeah. little bit. Yeah. No, I, honestly, I think these guys are doing it right. Yeah. Because they are, you could say that they are largely a parody. Because, but but at the same time, like like you said before, they're using they're using those rules of conventions against the people who created them to give themselves that level of privilege. And I think that is awesome. And, you know? and the mascot they're using is um, <clears throat> something of creation, creation, uh, Christian creation. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's creation is creation, Christian creation. Really? What's the difference? Tomato, tomato, potato, a Satan who gets, I don't care. Really anyway, let's um, call the whole thing off. <laughs> oh God. This just, such, this, this is great stuff over here. The, the Jesus fish with the six, six, six in the center. Saw that. Was, saw that. So that, that was, I'm, oh. I'm thinking about that. I'm, you know what? I'm actually giving serious consideration to that. I don't have a lot of discretionary capital, but you know what? Yeah, just maybe. And now think about it this way. They, we can get away with saying that we like what they're doing because they're, they're using the parody. They're using the fight against the, uh, the, the privileged groups. But then we've also got groups like uh, here in, in the United States, um, the ACLU. American Civil Liberties Union. Union, right. I, no, it's Union, yeah. What, it didn't feel right for some reason by saying it. Uh, who will do the legal work on their own because they're a legal firm, mm -hmm. which doesn't always get the same level of respect, I guess, might be the best way of putting it. Uh, you've got the Freedom From Religion Foundation, who tends to be seen more for the litigious side, even though they don't litigate nearly as often as people think. Usually they just send a nice little letter that says, uh, you really shouldn't be doing this. Please don't do that anymore because you will lose a lot of money and nobody wants that. So please don't do that anymore. Even though it pisses off people. But the Satanic Temple just goes ahead and says, it was good enough for you. It's good enough for us. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. Balls in your court. Well, but think about it. Um, you know, th this is giving people a taste of their own medicine. If you, if you go after them uh, and actually, what is it we've always said? What, what's the best way to deal with, with this abject stupidity? Mock it. Oh, That's yes. That's what they're doing. Yeah. It's they, not, it's not, it's more um, uh, balls in your court. It's more like balls in your mouth. You know, well, that's, that's, if, that's if you're having a good night. Um, but no, like if, if the ACLU gets involved, people get very, um, they get very defensive. You know, so, suddenly it's, it's Roy Moore town. 
you know, uh, they try to justify everything that they do. Uh, the FFRF, they're seen as a bully. But the Satanic yeah. Temple, when, when they come into town and they start doing this and people start yelling and screaming, and then the reporter goes, wait a minute, but they're just asking for exactly the same thing that you get under the religious law that you have advocated. And it that does it, prove a good point. <laughs> yeah, it gives them no, like they basically the satanic temple gives these people they force them to hang themselves with their own ropes. Thank you. I was hoping you were gonna say that. I yeah. was so hoping you were gonna say that. Yeah, but but that's what they do. They they basically ham they basically catch people in their own BS and make them see it and make other people around see it. Like it is this the, is what you wanted. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. It's the this is the consequence of be careful what you wish for. Yep. Yeah, yep. It's exactly, like, that's exactly you right. Your, you've got your theocratic power, you've written it down as the as the quote unquote letter of the law. And now we're going to take advantage of it because it is the letter of the law. And then they kind of go, but 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 the spirit of the law wrong. The spirit of the law is it, Lady Justice is blindfolded so she can't see the spirit of the law. She has to know the letter of the law. You know, there, yeah, there might be a little bit of nuance behind, you know, some decisions, but ultimately, no. Um, and, and I think it was said before, too, like, again, going back to the Ten Commandments, is that, you know, like um, a, a Hindu church in Oklahoma would have had the right to put something on there. Uh, and uh, a mosque could have put something on there. And then the entire city would have imploded. Uh, having been there several times myself. Yeah. It's uh it's an interesting kind of town with some of these folks. Yep. Uh, yeah. By the way, as, as an aside, uh, I will include the link in the show notes for this one, by the way, I, I did find the uh, the monument in question that I had been talking about before, where it was it was basically a, a big metal cube, yeah. uh, and I did find it on the Satanic Temple's uh, website. So I will, mm-hmm. like I said, I will, I will put that over in there. Uh, it was uh, a veterans monument. It was basically a metal cube. Uh, I f- don't see what the what the size of it was uh, on the. Faces on the on uh, around, it is the uh, the quote unquote inverted five pointed star mm-hmm. with a uh, an upside down soldier's helmet on the top, and I don't believe there was any. I don't believe that there was any other writing on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't see anything uh, specifically for that. Yes, I am starting to feel a little bit of the, little bit of the buzz on the stuff. But um, it was, uh, it was going to be placed in Belle Plaine, Minnesota, Minnesota, and, and in Remembrance Park. It had been approved by city officials because what are you going to do? Exactly. You've already got, you've already got Christian crosses all over the place. So yeah. you don't have too much of a choice in the matter. And they lost their shit. They flipped their wigs. They got their panties in the twist. They, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what else. I don't know what it was anyway, but it was not something that was black and red. 
it was a dark metal. The, the star on it was engraved in, so it had a slightly lighter look to it, but it had no words on it. It had no Hell Satan, no 666. It had an upside-down helmet up on the top, and that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. It was a quiet, respectful piece to recognize, and they lost their shit. You know, at the top of the show, you talked about punishments and stuff like that. And I, I know we as a, as a race are quite spiteful. We can be. And honestly, one of the thoughts that came to my head when we first started this show was I would love to see a hospital built. Very high tech. Very, um, like advanced medicine, cancer research, uh, basically a place where someone could go if they had, you know, the, the most strangest exotic, uh, malady ever and could get fixed up. Now I've been to certain, certain hospitals that were funded or certain religious groups had paid a substantial amount into their construction. Um, also having done some research on the Freemasons, uh, back in the day, uh, they tend to do a lot of donations on the side as well, but they don't typically advertise it because to them, it's not about the publicity. It's just about doing good. Um, if I was still even remotely religious, I actually was considering joining them, but, uh, I found out atheists cannot be stonemasons or Freemasons. But what I would love would be to have one of these high-tech hospitals, like I'm talking premier healthcare here, funded majorly by the Satanic Temple and other like-minded groups, and see if someone like Joel Osteen, if he ever got struck down with something, would cross that threshold to be well. It's a spiteful thing for me to think that, but it would also just be delicious in my opinion. I know I'm a vindictive son of a bitch. I will fully admit that, That's... but it, it, it no, it, it would just, it would really put the test, you know, okay, how strong is your faith? You know, if the, if the only place you could go to get cured of something was to a hospital that had been built and funded primarily by the satanic temple or some other group like that, would you still be willing to go? And if, you know, if something like that ever got out, I would make sure that David Silverman knew all about it because then he could get out there with his megaphone. He, like, <laughs> it would be the, the juiciest ammunition the atheist movement would ever have. You know, but that's just me. Yeah, there it is. And uh, funny enough, uh, I'm I'm sorry. I was I was smiling and laughing because I was looking uh, I was looking up information about uh, where is there a chapter near you? Well, uh, shit, there's one in Italy. I did not know that. Uh, I'm looking through their list: Ottawa, um, London, London. Yes, England, London, England. Yes, there is there is one. 
uh, West Florida, uh, Detroit, Dallas. Uh, they've got one that's just listed as Colorado, but they don't say where. Boston, imagine that. Austin, well, shit. Good on you guys. Atlanta and Arizona. You know, I was looking at it. It said Satanic Temple, Arizona. I was almost ready to say, wait, Tempe, Arizona? No, it's a different word. I'm doing I'm doing real good. Um, we, you know, funny enough, I was just looking at the time. I, I was kind of losing track of time because I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of this because I, I love I love good guy stories like this. Yeah, go ahead. Screw him over. Screw him over. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 a I'm a vindictive pain in the ass sometimes too, I know. Anyway, uh because we got to because we got to get uh we got to get rolling out of here uh momentarily. Ooh. Sorry. Um Okay, yeah, this is a little old. I was I, I was looking for stuff uh, up in my neck of the woods. And I did come up with an old Facebook post from a a group called Occupy Calgary. Hmm. And it it, it talks a bit about the whole, um, uh, the Satanic Temple set up a website where women seeking an abortion can print out a letter for her healthcare provider explaining why she is exempt from informed consent mandates. That sounds very suspiciously like what's happening out there uh, at West... Yeah, and, and the, the, the article from the Raw story is entitled, Satanists want to use Hobby Lobby decision to exempt women from anti-abortion laws. Yeah, using them laws against them. You, 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 make, good, you make good and goddamn sure that I got that link. Uh, so, yes, sir. I will do that. Good man. So uh, since we got to see about uh, rolling up out of here, uh, you know what? I I don't uh, I don't I don't have a hell of a lot of anything to to say to to close it up myself. So I'm just going to go with you guys over there at the, at the Satanic Temple. You have a free and open opportunity whenever you guys want to let us know and you want to come on so we can discuss your stuff. Feel free, Lucian. I would be honored for you to show up. Truly, I would be honored. You say the word, you can come on. Anytime you want, provided we're actually on the air at the time. I'm, I'm not coming on at two in the morning just to just to pander to your ass. Did I've got even I've got my standards. Two o'clock. No, no, no. Anyway, um, since we got to get out of here, uh, that that's as far as I'm going to go. Bridget, um, anything that you want to uh, finish up with? I, I know it's been a little quiet for you on this one, but I, I'm sure that you've just been sitting there just with a with a big old grin on your face too. Well, I mean, the only thing that I have to add is I'm glad that the Satanic Temple is doing what they're doing. They're doing good work. And uh, props to them for doing it the right way. Which basically means they're uh, pissing everybody off. And um, and they're winning. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, I think I think I think that's probably the, the best thing that you could say about it. I mean, shit. Even Silverman, every once in a while, is just going to go ahead and just shuffle his feet a little bit. But man, they they go out there, they keep doing their thing, they they keep winning and winning. And I like that. So, uh, Joseph, anything that you want to close out with at this point for yourself? No, nothing, Dad. Just waving pom poms. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Are they black and red pom poms? Yeah. With devil horns. Yeah. <laughs> uh Ronnie James would be so proud right about yeah, now. Mini, 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 mini skirt. I don't have nearly enough goddamn beer for this. Don't do this to me now. I've already <laughs> had my drink. Don't do this. I'm not shaving the mustache though. I'm so, you know what? I'm not gonna take that oh, as a euphemism for Put that all together in your head. That's your uh, Dylan. <laughs> Anything? Uh, I wish I'd been here when that uh, when that one rep was on before. I would love to actually sit and talk with these people or get into a conversation with them because I we've talked about you know the firebrand atheist. We've talked about the street epistemologist, a la um, Dr. Peter Bergosian. Uh, we've we've spoken with uh, the Asking Atheist guys. We've had cash on the show. We, we've had a lot of guests on here. I mean, not, not as many as some other places, but still, I think we've done pretty good, get, you know, given the circumstances. I honestly think that we've seen a lot in terms of the spectrum of how we're trying to wake people up. You know, from, from smashing them over the head with facts and, you know, science and all that, you know, to, you know, something a lot more subtle. Um, again, having listened to Bergosi in, in a lecture, you know, asking questions, Socratic method, all that kind of stuff. I think these guys actually have one of the best ways of doing it because there is a level of comedy and amusement and quite literally, th this has got to be like the biggest amount of ponage I've ever seen. <laughs> the no, funniest it, it, part is that the people targeted don't get the, the, the comedy part. Like, well, no, oh, they're just outraged. Yeah, but, but the thing is, it, you know, if uh, if you can get them to take that one step back so that they realize that, wait a minute, yeah, these guys are actually using our own rules against us. You know, I, I honestly think these guys are actually doing more for shaking those foundations that any amount of firebrand or gentle this or whatever um, – you know, props to everybody who does what they do. You know, I mean, everybody, everybody who's a voice is making that kind of effort, but I got to admit, I, I got to give props to these guys' methodologies. You know, yeah, yeah, you, you know, that, that's a really nice um, religious construct you got there. It, it'd be a shame if somebody with, you know, uh, my sense of values could come in and do exactly the same thing. Oh wait, I'm about to. You know, the 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 screeching has got to be just divine to listen to. But that's just yeah, <laughs> the 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 irony meter on that is just is delicious. I just love it. Uh, Mini skirt with a g string of fuck no, you. no, no. <laughs> yeah, um, tripping. I'm going to put you in a timeout. <laughs> okay. I'm going to put you in a timeout until uh, what time is it now? Um, 2047. That's what we're going to do. We're going to put you in a timeout until 2047. By that point, I should be long since dead. <laughs> okay. For a second, I thought it was military time and you were just talking like 1047. Oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Excuse me.
Yeah. No. Um, uh, oh, Jesus. Tripping. Oh, man. <laughs> so um, for those of you that are uh, just listening to the show, uh, sorry, I just started to cough for no good reason. Mm. Which when you're in a when you're in a, a radio environment, it's not good. Yeah. It's really not good because now I got to try to power through this. Um, we'll work it from here. So, uh, last item, just before, uh, just before we get out of here, for those of you that have been watching the, uh, Holy crap, uh, Twitter account, you would have seen that I had made a couple of, uh, a couple of tweets and I made one that was of a personal nature this time, which I normally don't do for the, uh, Holy crap account. Usually I will do personal stuff for my own personal account because, you know, I, I don't usually like to mix the streams, shall we say. But I sent uh, I sent a uh, I sent a specific tweet picture over to Bionic Dance. Now, I am actually giving consideration to inviting her to uh, put, to pop on with us sometime, maybe one of these days. But. I had I had seen the uh, uh, I'm trying to remember was it Funko? Yes, no, sorry the uh, the pop figurines, uh, and and you've seen the these uh, figures you know in uh, Hot Topic you know the the super deformed the super big blocky head with the little bodies on them. Well, I had found on the shelf at one store Tron and Sark from the original movie Tron. And uh, put them on the shelf next to each other. And I sent the picture over to her. And I said, it's a little smile for Bionic Dance, I hope. Because I figured, okay, cool. You saw them. That'd be nice. Imagine my surprise when I got a picture back from her. That said, way ahead of you. And there she is holding, cradled in her wonderful hand, her own Sark and Tron figurines. Because she's already got them. You bitch. Thanks ever so much. I had a good laugh at that because the worst part of it was I could hear her voice way ahead of you. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know what? You got me. I guess all I just wanted to say was a thanks. And two, keep up the good work. You're in good company. Yeah. And I have to remember to thank YouTube for actually unsubscribing me from her. Um, apparently quite a long time ago. Cause I honestly thought the channel was, uh, was done with. Yeah. There's uh, there's, there's, there's stuff. So we yeah. will see what happens. So in the meantime, we need to get out of here. So everybody, thank you as always for joining us for tonight. We hope that you had yourself a whole bunch of fun at probably my expense at the very end of this all. And, uh, Hope that you have uh, something worthwhile in all of our perspectives on stuff. The big question on the floor, of course, is so, Shu, what do you think of your vanilla, vanilla, vanilla? Listen to me. I'm suddenly <laughs> going into Long Island. I'm suddenly going into Long Islandese. Oh, geez. Geez, I can't imagine who. Yes. Vanilla Porter. So, yeah, I finished it a while ago. So the question is, um, how did I like it? Truthfully, he didn't. It's beer. <laughs> yeah, it's beer. 
it's, it's, I can't, I can't really, uh, I can't really say anything other than, you know, it, it didn't have a particular taste of anything. It spear. Well, at least, you know, you didn't end up scrunching your face up like you would have with a, with a particular IPA that I'm familiar with. Uh, possibly and potentially, yeah. but well, yeah, we, that, that was one thing I didn't manage to say last night when we were starting to talk about the beers. Uh, and Joey got into the whole India pale ale thing. Mm. Um, at least the, the, the pale ales I've had. Um, and I always go back to the one uh, from Stone Brewery in California called Arrogant Bastard. That which is a real thing. Which yes. is a real thing. Yep. They also, th- that same company makes another beer called Ruination, uh, which is even more bitter. And that stuff, I'd been wanting to try it for years. And somebody, last time I was down in Pittsburgh, they were kind enough to send, bring a couple of bottles with them. I almost wanted to pay them back because drinking that stuff was, I think I'd have been better off drinking gasoline. That was bad. Like it, it was slap in the face, bitter. Like I, I could have washed my mouth up with Tabasco sauce and probably had a better experience. You don't, you don't, you don't want to do that. No, I know. So let's go ahead and, uh, and, uh, get our way on out of here. All of you guys over there in the live chat. Thank you very much. And, uh, TDTF. Sorry you made it a little bit late. It was great to get the opportunity of talking with you last week for a little bit. Thank you. And uh, Stephanie, who else was over there? Trippin, you know what? Screw you, Trippin. I, I, I'm not. I'm not recognizing you at this point. And uh, Devin, thank you guys. Uh, for anyone else that might have been watching and paying attention and didn't chime in for whatever reason, thank you very much. If you don't want to be chiming in over on the live chat over there, you can always. Don't forget. Check us over on Discord. Link is in the show notes, so you can kind of take part that way if that's your preferred method as well. So, Joseph, thank you very kindly, man. You have yourself a good morning and uh, rest well. You too, sir. Caught you off guard, didn't I? Sorry. (laughs) Stay dry. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, just my ankles. (laughs) (laughs) We... Dabber boots. <laughs> I put some pictures up on Facebook. I don't know if you saw them. I have to check them. I I will admit I have not yet seen. So be that as it may. Bridget, thank you very kindly for your time, of course, and uh, you have yourself a good night. You too. Thank you. No worries. And Dallin, is that time again? It is indeed. Anyways, uh, yeah. So if, uh, if, if looking at our mugs isn't quite to your thing, or if you want to, uh, if you want to quote us at some point and you need to go back and find out, okay, what exactly did Shujin say that one time that made him look like a total and absolute yutz? Uh, you Take can check week. the, yeah, you can check those <laughs> audio archives out over at holycraftthevlogcast.com. Uh, then of course for myself and if I've ever got anything I want to say outside of, um, our boundaries here. Uh, you can find that over at in the wind.yo5.ca. Thank you for all that, man. And uh, of course, on behalf of Heretic Woman, if you guys want to check out for her stuff and her shows, please check out um, beyondthetrailerpark.com, 
which should be recording Monday, if memory serves. I've forgotten what days they're they're recording, whatever the case may be. And uh, the relatively new show that apparently Dallin speaks very highly of, which is fullcarotic.com. Yes. And you can check that out uh, at, yeah, at your leisure as well. Yeah. Yeah, she does a good job with it. Is that full frontal chronic? It is not according to the uh, webpage. However, you can, of course, always ask. And, and you know what? You, could, you can go ahead and set up your own webpage and set that one up. Yeah, it is a uh, it is strictly an audio podcast, Joseph. So um, if it's being recorded... something to the imagination. Yeah, well, I was going to say, if, if it is being recorded with no pants or, or no other articles of clothing... I can't say, and I'm sure as hell not going to ask. I'm wearing pants. I'm wearing pants. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing pants. Yeah. See, for you, it's more dangerous because for you, wearing pants, that's just another obstacle for the ferrets to climb up. So <laughs> They do, too. <laughs> WTFI, P-West. We got to get out of here. Of course... Check us over on the web, as was mentioned, at holycrapthevlogcast.com. Some people get that reference. For some people, oh. it's just, you're welcome. And, of course, as always, the voicemail line is always available for you. 859-HCTV-554. 859-4288-554. I should really take some of this information and put it on the on, on the on the wall in front of me. Because I, I, I keep, I've got stuff over on this side over here. There's a a long story. That's also the side where I have the list. Don't worry about it. If you don't know what that is, you you don't need to know. Trust me, you don't you don't you don't need to know. But uh, beyond that, we will be looking forward to talking to you guys next week. Um, We are uh, we are fast approaching uh, episode 200, and just really quickly, uh, I want you guys to know. Thank you. And I don't mean that just for those of you that are listening or that are watching right now. I mean all of you, my hosts included, all of you. Thank you for helping get to even this far. I did not expect that I would be doing and continuing to do and have people wanting to continue to do three years on. But yet, here we are. I guess this means that I got to see about getting together. Well, Bobby and Heretic Woman and Bill, Susie. Who's that other? Who's that other drunk that uh, occasionally shows up? Whatever, Ms. Ashley, and <laughs> you know. And and maybe maybe we see about getting uh, getting a roundtable together again with the guys because you know the podcast family man loosely associated but are we gonna are, are we liable to get uh, cash back on the air anytime soon probably not it's okay he knows what he did and I'd more still, than likely oh I, I know st- I would still raise a glass to him on that night though. Because really, he was—he's the one that kicked our asses. Yeah, it's it, it's all his fault, and we can't thank him enough. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. 
and we do it every goddamn week because we're still doing our thing. In any case, we got to get out of here. As always, everyone, thank you. Please be safe. I would... You know what? That's. I think that's the beer that's talking, that's, uh, that's telling me to, to sign off a little bit differently, but no. You all take very good care of yourselves, and thank you for being part of all this. I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. Have yourselves a good week. And as always, my lady, 12 and a half years on, I am still in love. <clears throat> Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone, as always, yes, I'm double-checking to make sure I'm hitting the right button this time. Good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment on the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Google Plus pages. Theme music provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. On behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.